Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is February 7th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Genesis chapters 12 through 17 and Abraham chapters 1 through 2. Yesterday we talked about Abraham chapter 1 verses 1 and 2, and today we're going to continue in the book of Abraham. Remember yesterday we talked about verse 1, which Abraham says probably the biggest understatement that is ever recorded in scripture by saying that he needs to find a new place to live. Today we're going to look at why and what we can learn from it. Starting in verse 5, Abraham is going to start teaching us about the conditions that he's living in. He says, My fathers, having turned from their righteousness and from the holy commandments, which the Lord their God had given unto them, unto the worshiping of the gods of the heathens, utterly refused to hearken to my voice. Therefore, they turned their hearts to the sacrifice of the heathen in offering up their children unto these dumb idols, and hearkened not unto my voice, but endeavored to take away my life by the hand of the priest of Elkanah. Now, there are a couple things that I really love here. First of all, we see that Abraham is being brought up in this environment that isn't pointing him necessarily to Heavenly Father. It's not pointing him to the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, he is able to choose and to act for himself. We talked about yesterday how he could recognize that there was greater happiness and peace and rest for him, and he wanted that. And because of that, he was able to eschew everything that his fathers were doing, everything that was around him, and he was able to follow after that which brought him peace. I love that example because we live in a world that might not be sacrificing children to false gods, but isn't doing anyone any favors in pointing us towards righteousness. We live in a world where wickedness is all around us. We don't have to seek out evil, but we do have to make a choice and action towards seeking out good. And Abraham teaches us that no matter what's going on around us, no matter what influences are going on around us, we can choose faith and we can choose righteousness and we can choose God in all things. Now, the second thing that I think is so interesting is that Abraham talks about how he is trying to talk to these people about their choices and about what they're doing. In verse 5, he makes a point of saying, they utterly refused to hearken unto my voice. And he says the same thing again in verse 7, they hearkened not unto my voice. Now, the thing that I think is so interesting about that is that he refers to the false gods that his father is worshiping as dumb idols. Now, he doesn't mean dumb as in lame or stupid or anything like that. He means dumb as in they can't speak. He's saying, I am here And I am using all my words, all my love to testify of God and to testify of truth. You can see me, you can hear me, and yet you're choosing to worship a God that can't even speak, that can't call you to repentance, that can't testify to you. You're choosing a God that is dumb and lifeless over me trying to point you to a God who lives. That's so fascinating to me because we live in a world now that there are few cultures and people who worship false idols, who worship dumb idols, if you will. However, we also live in a world that has created so many false gods. My husband and I were talking to our children about this tonight, and we were talking about what it means to worship. 
To worship means to love. And if we are to worship God, that means that we love him above all else. But sometimes we're tempted in small ways to love other things more than God. For some people, recreation on Sundays rather than going to church is their false God. They love that freedom on Sundays more than they love God and the opportunity to worship him. For others, money becomes their idol. It becomes their false God as they put the pursuit of money above the worship and love of God. There are so many different little ways and little things that sometimes, even unintentionally, we put before our love of God. And in doing that, we are worshiping dumb idols rather than a living, breathing God who can teach us, who can testify to us, and who can reach into our lives to bless and help and save us. So it's so interesting looking at this story of these false gods, and it's easy to take a look at Abraham's dad and be like, oh, crazy guy worshiping this false god. But in little ways, sometimes we do that as well as we place things ahead of God. But we don't take it to quite the extreme that Abraham's dad did. The priest had offered up these three virgins, and now it says, And it came to pass that the priest laid violence on me, that he might slay me also. And as they lifted up their hands upon me, that they might offer me up and take away my life, behold, I lifted up my voice unto the Lord my God, and the Lord hearkened and heard, and he filled me with the vision of the Almighty, and the angel of his presence stood by me and immediately unloosened my bands. And his voice was unto me, Abraham, Abraham, behold, my name is Jehovah, and I have heard thee, and have come down to deliver thee, and to take thee away from thy father's house, and from all thy kinsfolk into a strange land which thou knowest not of. So Abraham is delivered, and it's there, after that deliverance, that Abraham says, yeah, I should probably move. I should probably find a new place to live. Now, what I love about this story is the same thing that I love about so many scripture stories. It's interesting. I found that with each book of scripture that I've been studying and doing this podcast for, I found a different word or a different theme that I just kept coming back to. When we studied the Book of Mormon, that theme was redemption. I saw redemption in everything that the Lord did and everything that the Lord taught. Last year, as we studied the Doctrine and Covenants, I saw God's work and His glory. I saw how everything that He did with the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ was for the point and the purpose of bringing His children back to Him. And here, as I think about this story, and as I think about all the stories that are coming up in the Old Testament, the theme that I see over and over, and that I have a feeling that you're going to hear me talk about over and over, is the theme of deliverance. My friends, the scriptures are filled with stories of God delivering someone from something. Nearly every story in the scriptures is a story of deliverance. And even the stories where the person that we think is going to get delivered isn't delivered, we still find deliverance. For example, the story of Abinadi. Yes, he is martyred, but in that martyrdom, we find the deliverance of Alma Sr., and all those who followed after him. The Savior was crucified. He wasn't delivered from the cross. But through his crucifixion, his atonement, and his resurrection, we are delivered. These stories where the hero dies still ends up being a story of deliverance. 
Because my friends, the God that we worship is a God of deliverance. He is a God who is aware of his people and is anxious to bless, help, and save them. Second Nephi chapter 6 verse 17 says, The mighty God shall deliver his covenant people. He knows us and he is aware of us and fights on our behalf. Sometimes that deliverance is immediate. And sometimes the deliverance is something that we have to exercise patience to experience. But even when we're not delivered immediately, God sends us, as Elder McKay taught, the immediate goodness of God. He sends us peace. He sends us comfort. In that same talk, Elder McKay said, God also gives us immediate hope for eventual deliverance. No matter what, no matter where, in Christ and through Christ, there is always hope smiling brightly before us, immediately before us. Because the God that we worship, the God that we love, the God that we place above all else is a God who can and will deliver his children. Whether he sends that deliverance now or whether he sends the peace now for deliverance later, he still delivers. And my friends, as we remember that deliverance, as we're going through hard times, as we remember times in the past when he has delivered us, it gives us faith, it gives us hope, and it gives us confidence in the immediate goodness and the eventual deliverance of God. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.